Hello everyone and welcome to episode 11 of the UK League Chat Podcast. First one of 2020, first one of the new series, uh, the new season, brand new split. Uh, joined by to- Tom Daniels, now permanent co-host. You right, Tom? Yes, I got the gig. Finally got the gig. <laughs> you know, there's so many times you could bring me on before you had to say, right, this is the co-host. So, yeah. he's, no, he's not going to leave. I'll just let him let him stay for good. Exactly. Uh, <laughs> and we are lucky to be joined by Envision Support Prosfair. Prosfair, how are you good? How are you doing? Yeah, I'm doing great. Thanks for having me on. No problem. Thanks for coming. Um, I'm going to start off then. I'll shoot some questions straight to you, Prosfair. Um, obviously, before you've just joined Envision, you were last playing for Fnatic uh, last yeah. summer, and I think kind of left sort of partway through the split. Um, what have you been up to then? I think you went to Korea, right? Yeah. Correct. Um, so after I left Fnatic, I was kind of, kind of chilling, just trying to see if I could get on a team for E Masters. It didn't really look likely, and uh, Kerberos was already in Korea, so I thought, you know, I'm not really doing anything for the rest of the season. I'm not going to get a chance to play any E Masters or anything. Uh, playing US solo queues. I mean, it could be productive if I tried, but um, I think going to Korea is, uh, at least for me, it was like, if I'm going to be trying in the US, I might as well be trying somewhere where the environment's a little better anyway. Um, and also, I was kind of of the opinion that, as a player, getting your career kind of halted or stopped is really, really bad for your reputation. Um, like, having momentum, like, what once people think you're good, it's really easy to quickly rack up from, like, one level of team to the next um, and kind of, like, leapfrog your way up the ranks of, like, the level of team you're playing for. But the moment that kind of stops it, it really is really jarring and hard to kind of combat. And I thought, the best kind of way to like improve your CV as a player is, you know, go to Korea, get high rank. Um, so that was kind of the thought process behind it. How high did you get? Uh, 900 LP, which is about top 120. It was like 122 oh. on the server at the yeah. time. Decent. So I'd say it was a pretty big success. Was that your... I, don't, I, don't, I mean, it's higher than I've been on the US ever. Um, oh, wow. So, nice. US that... highest server, I guess. Was that your... <laughs> yeah. uh, was that your first time then in Korea? Yeah, first time outside of Europe, actually. Oh, so what did you think it was a big difference in the solo queue there? Yeah, it's massive. Um, I'd say mechanically, even the D1 players are about as better than like the average. Uh, I'd say average challenger, but that's kind of like it depends what you mean because I feel like challengers follow a lot of players that are like diamond last season. Ever since the matchmaking, ever since they changed the matchmaking, challengers actually follow players who have no clue how to play the game, who are just in there for. Whatever, like honestly, I don't even understand how they win enough games to stay there. But they're over like really good national league talent or even LEC players. So hmm. um, even the D ones are mechanically on a level of the like kind of people who are winning U Masters stuff like that. Um, they just the game, the way they play the game is really like it's like a team death match. They just permanently fight. So mechanics are really on point. Game knowledge not so much until you get to like the games full of pros. Um, but yeah, I'd say it's it's on a whole other level. Was there who was the like was there like any of these superstar Koreans that you laned against then? Get deft or matter or anyone in your games? Uh yeah. I think pretty much everyone in the LCK. Oh. Um and like all the trainee people. Um yeah. like I played as Faker as well. Um I think I didn't play as Matter. Um I don't know if I played as Deft specifically, but because um, I think he was was he not I don't know if he was in Europe for Worlds. Oh, right. I'm actually trying to think. I think he played on the team at Worlds, but um it's kind of hard to know who you're playing. It's like I don't go, f- I don't check like OPGG yeah. all the time, and everyone's names in Korean, so it's hard to know whose account is who unless it's you know it's like I know Fake's account, obviously. Yeah. 
And uh, in your opinion, then, would you say that, like, by going to Korea, it kind of helped you more than what it would be if you just rushed on to, like, an EU Masters team? Because it, it would have been quite last minute to have gone to an EU Masters mm. team, wouldn't it, with preparation? So was it by taking that little bit of time apart to then go to Korea and, you know, and, and basically train and practice, do you think that you've come out as a better player of what you would have done? Yeah, no doubt. I don't even think it's close. I think going to a team on your Masters, or even if I hadn't have left Fnatic, I think I'm far better of a player now for it than I would have been if I'd have, say, like, just stayed on Fnatic and would have come, like, top four EU Masters, because I'll be honest, I don't think Ronaldo had a particularly great performance to support. I don't think the swapping him and Matty were doing, like, on who was the carry was particularly effective. Like, I think they got pretty... Yeah, I don't think that Fnatic team was particularly well-rounded or cohesive. Um, they have some decent players, and they kind of just got a pretty easy draw to top four. Uh, not to, like, top four EU Masters, obviously, nothing to... Uh, nothing to sell like uh it's not an, it's not an easy thing to achieve but i don't really think the removing me for ronaldo and shikari for bando like i think there were reasons the team did it and they didn't really work the team was dysfunctional before and the team was dysfunctional after and still they made top four um so honestly i'm kind of glad i got out and got a chance to focus on myself because i don't think that environment was particularly productive either um and I think you kind of like you, you could see that there wasn't as much practice with that with that Fnatic Rising squad in general because obviously you know before with uh, Shikari and you you'd had you know more than a split together so you kind of knew each other inside and out and so it did feel a little bit like I wonder if they just thought that you know Bando and Ronaldo might have had a higher skill cap or there might be something beyond that I don't know but synergy wasn't there. Yeah, I mean, I won't go into details, but there was, like, interpersonal problems. Like, the team did not get on um, yeah, at a, yeah. on a personal level. And work relationships just got to the point where, essentially, you know, like, people had to go because people were refusing to work together. Or, not refusing, but, like, functionally, it's like, at this point, we might as well just try, cut, you know, cough the deadwood to try something new. Um, because and that it's happens not... with anything as well. Like, yeah, yeah, well, yeah, it has no to happen what. with Fnatic's main roster, like, every year, doesn't it? So... <laughs> No comment. Alright, cool. So, um, yeah, and you, as Tom just said there, obviously he spent loads of time with Shikari. was on diff two different teams before. Um, now on Envision again. Was there like a, a plan to try and get a team together again? Or did it just kind of happen naturally? Um, I don't think Shikari was aiming to play this split, or if he... Or I think he did trial for some teams, but I don't think he was willing to play without a good offer, mm -hmm. um, or a team that he felt comfortable on. I honestly wasn't looking to do this. I had, I had three or four really, really good offers, uh, honestly, in other ELLs. But the rule the change has kind of uh, scuffed me in this regard, uh, that they did to residency. Because now, even if I'm in a gaming house environment, I count as an import to any league that's not UK. And XL already have Kasing, who they have for, like, you know... Branding and he's yeah. probably the only the only UK spot I can't reasonably definitively say I'm better than. So it doesn't really make sense for them to swap kissing for me. And then Fnatic have obviously just um, just fired me like three months ago. I mean, actually, Fnatic was Fnatic was one of my potential offers, um, which I think just shows like at the end of the day how valuable a uh, resident player is. Is that they they need three UK players and they're like, well, we need a top and we need a support and we've got Shikari and Prosper, you know, like are the two obvious uh the two obvious people to ask. So um yeah, like just the fact that like I could get kicked off a team and then like less than three months later they're contacting me to sign me again is um <laughs> Must have felt good though. I mean I mean it's it's, it's esports in a nutshell, right? But like 
Um, the fact that both academy teams in the UK have individual reasons not to sign me, and then in every other region it's become... Because no one wants to import support, right? If you're importing from another region, you want, uh, you want carries. So all my other offers just kind of fell through due to a bad player in the... Uh, you know, like, they didn't want to support that was UK, or they have, uh, you know, just another support came along that's, like, really high level. Um, like, I'm not going to name names or teams, but, like, there's some really high level, like, German and Spanish teams that contacted me. Um, I got told by one of the teams that I thought, like, pretty much, you're better than the guy who we've got, but he's he's a resident of our country, so... Mm. That, so like, you weren't, you weren't better by enough. So, mm. I didn't, I wasn't looking out to rebuild this team, but pretty much all my offers fell through. And, again, as I've said, like, I am a UK resident, and I'm one of the, be- the best supports in the UK. So, to me, at least, it makes sense to return to the scene I know, where I actually have, like, a lot of uh, value and can kind of build a team again. Because it's, it, it, I don't know if you know, but um, I kind of half point about this. I talk about this a lot with, like, people who know me, so they'll be, like, rolling their eyes. But for Nerd Rage, the team, and for Zenex, I pretty much built the roster. I was, like, coach, manager, roster builder, and then... Back then, you could obviously qualify for um, for the league just by making the roster and, and getting an org, and you, know, you would qualify through the qualifiers. So I'm a big advocate for if you're a player and you feel like you're being undervalued by orgs, get some other players that are in a similar situation, make your team, get the get the players together, and then go to reach out to the orgs and say, like, look, we've got this UK core that wants to play together, we're strong, and, uh, you know, we're willing to, like, willing to work with you. Um, so that's kind of how this team... Uh, came about is it's like Yusa, me, Shikari, Nolte were all kind of in situations where you know, me and Shikari kind of, I had my office fall through, I don't really know what Shikari was doing Nolte and Yusa obviously big prospects in the UK, it's like I've got no good office and I, if I want to play in the UK, I'm gonna, I'm not gonna just roll the dice on that and org picks up a good roster, like I'm gonna go out and get the players I think are good and then go to the org and say look like, me, Shikari, Nolte, Yusa, you know so play, was yeah. that like a so so that was like the major thing is that if you are going to do this, you want to have players who you kind of want to play around essentially at this point. Yeah, and I mean, I want, I, want, like, I, I didn't want to play in the UK unless I was convinced we could actually win on go to E Masters. Um, obviously, we're not like overwhelming favourites. Does it you know for like an XL strong rosters? But I think we have a shot. And um, is that one second. Uh, I'm busy. Sorry. Um, um, so yeah, like obviously I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna make this this roster if I didn't think we we're gonna have a chance to come first and go to E Masters. And I think just putting your faith in the org, like, oh, I just hope they sign the players around me that is is gonna build a team that's mm-hmm. worthwhile. Is it's not really my way of doing things. Like I very much like to take control of as much thing of many things as I can do. It's kind of like the reason I became a shot caller. Um, why wait to get a, a six shot caller on your team when you can you can fill that role yourself? Uh, so that's kind of the thinking behind it. And it was a ridiculous squad. It is a yeah. like I did not expect this squad to come, especially when when, when everything came through. I was like, there are a couple couple of good players who haven't got a roster yet, and then suddenly, because I was expecting like you know perhaps like you, um, I didn't know about Chicago, but definitely like you. So I thought maybe he was going to go to like another ERL because nobody else had picked him up. I, I was sure that like Fnatic or an XL were going to pick someone like him up, um, yeah. but to pick this. You know, I think it's a great five-man roster just in general. Yeah, sure. Yeah, because I was, I always kind of wonder with these. Uh, I'm still, I'm still the same. <laughs> Sorry, there's a box in my room. That's all right. <laughs> it's somehow correct its way. 
They can open the door, they can't close it. Or close it, but can't open it. Um, yeah, exactly. But yeah, with these kind of rosters, cause, well, I guess you could kind of say it's as, as close to like a UK super team as you're going to get. Um, I take fan- I take Spring Fnatic last year was kind of like yeah. the epitome. Like yeah, that was that Dan- was something else. Yeah, yeah, like Dan, me, Matty, and uh, and Shikari is like because obviously there's no UK mates. How is UK mates? But you know, Cameron's out there. You know, he's holding the flag for the UK mates. But yeah, well, because I, I I was kind of looking through. I was thinking, did Chibs not get a team either? But then he's like he's Fnatic sub, I think now, isn't he? Yes, he yeah. is. He's the support from now. Yeah, we're like. NA with NA mids, which is getting imports from other ERLs. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, like, I always kind of wonder these kind of teams that are like so stacked where it usually starts because good players, you imagine they don't want to go to a team unless they know they're playing with other good players. So that doesn't well, make... this is it's how it works when orgs are building a roster anyway because usually they'll say like hit they you know you'll say like well what, what players are you looking at and it's like well here are the players that we would ideally get yeah. and players can be the thing where it's like i'm not willing to commit yet but exactly, you know like yeah. maybe come back to me and it's like usually the org will, will get one will sign one of them and then other good players kind of fall in line because you like especially in the uk um usually like three or four teams will be trialing like pretty much the same set of players and these players will be talking to each other and they'll be like groups of them who kind of want to play together so you know um usually one more sign or they'll, they'll be speaking to each other probably like oh you know we've got an offer from this guy this guy this we've both got offers from these three you know which which one do you want to go for um if two players want to play together you know that, that stuff's kind of common um is that usually there's like the good players will speak to each other and the orgs kind of will get one and then everyone else kind of goes oh if they've got this the support will be like if they've got this ad i'll i'll play for them so then the support mm-hmm. signs then you know the other players like oh they've got the, this good bot lane um, so maybe you can start getting solo lane jungle stuff like that. Um, this way it was kind of like from both ends because I very much have an idea as a player. Like I want to, but I'm very much more more like I speak to the players directly. Like let's get a roster. Let's speak to orgs. Like you know, let's let's make this not just like subtle behind the scenes. Like let's just straight up do this. And uh, we all want to play together. You know, like let's just say it to the org out front. Like there's no, I don't see any harm in that. Um, if you've built a strong call, like the org should be on board. Well, you've done their job for them. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> they don't need a GM. You've done it. Um, so you kind of said like you was with this kind of group of players that are all in a similar sort of situation. Um, I guess kind of fortunate that they're all good players as well. Um, yeah. So how have you found it kind of laying in with, with Yusa? Because obviously you've had a... Well, last last season you were with x Matty, one of the better UK ADs. Probably the same again with you, sir. So where where do you think you guys kind of rank up against the other bot lanes? I still had to say honestly, um, I'm not. I'll just say I'm not worried about playing as X Mag or Bravado or Kissing and Deadly. Um, like these are good players um, in every role, but I don't think. I think on our best day we can beat them, and I think if we play like if we play badly, we'll lose to them, and if we play well, we'll beat them. Um, so it's, I'm not really worried about them. I just think. We'll see how it goes. Like I have no real read on Kasing's level. Um, I'd say like last play, I played about as well as him. Mm-hmm. Um, I kind of had the better team, so maybe you'd hand it to him because I'd say there was about as many games where I outplayed him as he outplayed me, or where I had better performances than him. Um, so I'd maybe give it a given edge to him just because he's also got an experience advantage. But I personally feel like I've leveled up a lot in Korea. So if I play to my best now, I feel like I should beat his best. But you know, mm-hmm. there's no telling. Has he gone there? He's now playing with Deadly, who. 
I know he's been doing with for like years, so maybe like they have more synergy, maybe he's more invested, you know. There's so many factors that can affect a player's level. Like I have I have no worries that if I play my best, I should be better than Kissing and Bravado. Um and I know I've seen you outperform Matty before and I think Matty's way Matty's way better than Deadly. Um so I think if he's performs his best he can outperform both of them. So I'm not worried, um, but also it's not it's not gonna be a walk in the park. It's something we need to and I guess then you're seriously contend with. Maybe not worried about any other bot lanes from the the non academy teams. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not worried. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's some there's some good bot lanes though. Like there's they're not uh, they're not pushovers either. The one one question which I want to know really is: uh, Did you have much say in adepts joining, or was that someone who you wanted to you know play with essentially anyway in the mid lane? Um, well, was that more of an old decision? We kind of locked down the for the, for the UK core, mm-hmm. uh, like like and the org, and we were sort of trialing. Um, I mean, it was kind of a joint thing, like we were trialing mids, uh, just like the standard way. It was kind of like a yeah, I, it was kind of like whatever. Like they suggested some players, like we had some players in mind. Just ended up being that we chose adept. That's kind of how it went. Because I'm just really interested. Because obviously, I, I saw him a little bit with penguins, um, and he, he seemed like a, a pretty good player then. So it's just interesting to see quite a lot of these players from, or mainly like penguins in the German leagues, kind of like come over to the UK and stuff like that, and just see how they kind of adapt with teams around them. Yeah, I mean, I think it's like I said before about the ELL rule changes. These imports are... I mean, if you look at the Spanish scene, I think the level's degraded a lot because there's only so many good Spanish players, right? So if you only got six good Spanish players, you're only really going to make two rosters that have got strong Spanish cores. That can entice good imports in. And then once you start getting down to the, like... Once you have to have these rookie, because obviously the league was so full of imports before, the amount of new Spanish rookies that have kind of got no competitive experience have to fill it in. And at that point, these teams are kind of offering these imports like, well, you know, you're you're no longer like one of the good players on a team of good players. You're like the best player that's kind of carrying these players, and it makes more sense to go somewhere else when you're like these uh, when you're one of these imports, like a bit like a deputy Swedish, so he, he wouldn't count as like a Spanish player. So he'd, he'd kind of probably be on one of these mid-table teams who have a, like some players that are kind of flips or they're untested or um i just think it makes more sense for him to come to like a mm. place where he's with mark Twain's roster what is that change i didn't think i saw i saw that so does it not count like um if you have lived in the country for three of the last five years uh-huh. then you count as a resident right or if you've played for three of the last four splits the majority of the games you also count, but you you have to like declare it. So like say I'm say like I've played like the last four splits in Spain. I could be a Spanish resident, but I could also just go back and claim my UK yeah. one. But once you've claimed it, um, it's fixed, and then it, oh. the process to change it is a lot harder. So it becomes more like um like you know Europe, Korea, uh, yeah. and America. Like you know you have to kind of be the like Bjorkson was European, but you know he mm-hmm. he's played most of his split in NA, but if he comes back to EU, even though he's European, it's it's hard to change it back. So once you've set yours, it kind of becomes like that. So um, that's the kind of way it works. It doesn't really matter where, like, you know, you can't just gaming house, yeah, five yeah. imports. It doesn't work like that anymore. Yeah, was, was it the start of spring last year, like XL UK with zero UK players, something like that? Yeah. So you can't. NX, NX, NX kind of counts, but yeah, he's, he's Bulgarian. <laughs> 
he has legend. He has legend UK most yeah. most of his life. So yeah. All right. Cool. Um, in that case, you kind of touched on it a bit. I was wanted to move on to um, just kind of where you think Envision rank as a whole. You did say kind of aiming for one of those EU Masters places, and I think that's kind of where I think most people would, would probably put you as kind of the only on paper. You'd think probably the only main challenger um, for those academies. Do you think? Do you think there's anyone else that could be up there with you, or do you think? There's sort of anyone XL or Fnatic in particular that are kind of there for the taking. I'd say it really depends, honestly. Like, there's so many factors again with like how players change that it's really hard to nail down. I think there's a lot of rosters that have a very high, including the academy teams. I think both academy teams as well have a very high variance of what their peak can look like and what their, their what their depth troughs can look like. And I think it's the same with a lot of these, um, a lot of these rosters as well, like these newer rosters. Like, I think M&M's roster really depends on... I haven't seen much of Ephius, but I've heard some pretty good things. And Achu has, at times, shown, like, even last split, that when he's playing his best, he can play really well. Um, mm -hmm. And then they've also got, uh, you know, like, Soften... They've got Mumus, who's, like, a really solid player. Like, he, you know, you could argue one of the best tops in the league, no doubt. Um, but then they have Soften Camera, who are, like this UK duo mid-jungle, right? And it's like, UK mid's kind of a risky proposition when it's not someone you know and, you know, there, there, there's all the meme about, you know, there's no UK mid's, like, really ever playing in the UK league. So I could see that duo, you know, like, if they have a good coaching system or if they just are players that are on the up, this is their split to kind of, like, because most players do, they have that split where they go from being, like, a kind of, yeah, like, they're in scene and they're okay, but they're not great to kind of being at the top of the game. Um... This team could be really good if, they, if those two things go for us. I think we ourselves, if we can kind of give Yusa, Nolte, and Adept the experience, like with me and Shikari and Divruk can give them the experience that we have from like a higher level, and the team can really mesh. Um, Yusa can kind of take that step from where he is now to maybe like the ex Matty level, like the mm -hmm. top UK level. Um, like, not that he can't have games like that, but just like the consistency yeah. and the overall experience level. Same for Nolte, like, I think Nolte could... Showed some signs of, like, um... Like, on M&M, he had some really good performances, but then was quite inconsistent. If he can make that his main level, um... And if we can mesh as a team, I think our max level is really high. Also, could be... None of these things happen, and the team kind of is a, a dodo, and we come, like, third, fourth. Um... Well, same with the academy. Like, Barrage and stuff, then, because that was... Yeah. That was what it was last season with Barrage, wasn't it, essentially? Yeah, it and it's, like... Squad. Yeah, and I look at um, I look at Fnatic and XL, and I see glur in my opinion, big glaring holes in the rosters. Uh, but like, my, so my main concern for XL is like Sendo and Taxo over the last two years haven't performed very well on average. But in summer last year, they both actually yeah. had pretty good splits. Yeah, um, especially Sendo. So, I thought Sendo proved a lot of people wrong in summer. Yeah, so it so it's like, from my opinion, like I've seen Sendo essentially be like I think almost dead weight on XL for. 18 months, and then he had a really good six months, and so did Taxa. So, are they going to continue that form because it's recent, or are they going to go back to to not like how is Kasing going to play? Because, like, I hear a lot, you know, I hear a lot of things back, back, you know, like, oh, he, he doesn't care, he's unmotivated, you know, he's playing an academy, of course, he doesn't, he used to be one of the best spots in the EU. This is all, you know, probably like complete like hearsay. Like, I have no idea, like, if the guy is motivated, if he has good connection with Deadly, like, this guy could, he used to be one of, like, in my opinion, he was like top two support in the EU. One of the best supports in the West, so 
like he's got more experience than me. Like I think this guy can play really well. It's 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 really up in the air for both for like, like almost every roster. Mm-hmm. I think there are honestly very few rosters that don't have anything going for them. Yeah. Um, like I even look at um. I even look at, like, a, I think it was Phelan's bot lane, where, like, on a load of tier lists, they were put, like, the bottom. I think that's really, like, I think they're being sold short. Like, I think I would personally put, like, Jack Spectra, like, fourth, like, top four out of ADs, and everyone was putting him eighth on, like, a Zvi's talk show the other day. And, um, and, like, yeah, I think he could, and he's new, he's new to competitive. I think this guy could have a really good split. Like, I think he's pretty, I think he's a pretty good player. So there's no roster where I look and I say, like, all five of these players are, like, low-tier UK players, like, they're not going to achieve anything. I look at every roster and I see, like, this guy could have a really good split, you know, like, this guy could have a really bad split, he could turn it around, he could regress, like, this... It's really up in the air, so... I think it's going to be an exciting split, like, I think, yeah. Um, and with, um, and with Bertrand especially, I believe, wasn't he rookie of the split last year? Yeah, but Bertrand's a really good, like, good up-and-coming UK talent, like, probably one of the best uh, up-and-comers, like... In the last six months, maybe maybe longer, like maybe since like the likes of Yusuf Nolte, Chibs, um, yeah, like probably since Chibs, I think Bertrand's like the most promising rookie. So, yeah, I don't think any of these rosters are uh, dead rosters. Like I think the rankings between, I think the bottom rankings are very very up in the air. I think we are the best. Personally, I think we have, we have the best chance to beat the academy teams. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if one of these other teams did it. Uh, so it's it's really high variance. Like I don't, I think it's quite unique because for UK, I think usually you have two rosters that people are like. Okay, these are going to be battling out first, and then you kind of have three or four in the middle, and then there's yeah. usually some of the bomb where it's like these are kind of dead rosters. Um, so quite exciting, I think, because there's a lot of parity in the league. Yeah. And I think as well, like you can you, obviously the last two splits do you know you have to take them out there, but it's a, it's a completely new system now. It's a league system. It's no longer like the tournament tree. There was times when Enclave were playing like the top two for like three weeks, you know, for three weeks where some teams were playing none. Yeah. So now you're actually going to get a full like kind of like power shift of which ones are actually going to be good against each other consistently as well. So the fact yeah. that they've now gone into you know a traditional format can really show which team is the best and which team is well, arguably not as good or the worst. Double Round Robin's a very good system for League as well because you get like the one blue side game, the one red side game. Mm-hmm. I'd say arguably Single Round Robin with best of two is better because you play both sides on the same patch. Yeah. Whereas in this case, you can play the same person on opposite sides and you get like the side advantage both times depending mm-hmm. on the patch. But realistically, this is like one of the fairest ways to do it, I'd say. Um, I really like the format. Like Double Round Robin, there's really nothing to complain about. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, like, I think the best format UK's had since like 2017. So, you, what was it like with the like being in the tower? Did you, were you not a fan, or did you think it was? Uh, I, guess I think it was. Flag, it doesn't matter that much. You should, I guess, you should kind of win most of your matches anyway. I but, I liked it because it was because like playing four, uh, sorry, th- yeah, playing three competitive games in one day is fun. Like, and especially when usually how it would work is you'd play like mid tier team, high tier team, like XL. Yeah. That was or, or um, like Diabolus in the first split, but like yeah, that was, that was fun because you kind of essentially had to like play three matches you actually could lose uh, in kind of ascending difficulty order, and if you're playing well as a team on that day, winning three games and playing well feel like feels good, like it's enjoyable. Uh, but I also am aware there were some teams that played XL and us like four weeks in a row, and that 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 can't feel good. Like there were teams that got to play like eight games, seven games in the whole the whole. Uh, 
Yeah. Last Blight only gets yeah. played like 23 games. Yeah. I think it's quite top heavy. I think that's yeah. what the thing with the tower format is, is that if you're like a middle tier team, it kind of just depends on who you're facing that week. Depends on yeah. if you're going to get three yeah. points or one point. And if you start off like on a bit of a downer, you lose your first match like one or two weeks in a row. There's literally no way to get momentum. You play one match and then you lose and that's it for the week. You've got yeah. to work out. Yeah. I can't imagine the, trying to work yeah. out what your problems are and what you need to work on from getting one match a week. Like, must be. Yeah, the um, the best thing I'd say about the tower format was it made every game enjoyable to watch. Mm-hmm. No matter like no matter which two teams were playing, um, even in the first round, it was fun to watch because you could essentially like even if it's Fnatic or XL versus like the the lowest rated team, it's like okay, like how are they playing this week? How are, how do you, is the chances looking to like actually claim the tower? Um. The way it was an upset, like, you know, the points differential is really high, like, in impact in the first and second um, round. So, I, I like that. It, it made me actually really enjoy watching every match, which mm-hmm. I've, I've never I've ever done in the UK, like, no matter how long I've played here. There's always been matches where it's like, this outcome really doesn't matter, whereas with the Tower, at least every game, mm-hmm. the outcome and even how well, like, it was executed actually really does matter because there's another game right after um, you're kind of seeing form is kind of like a big deal in it so that was like the one positive of the tower format but i think it in terms of competitive integrity it was really pretty bad yeah yeah i think it's yeah one of those as a viewer kind of yeah can be more interesting there's always there was actually playing for something there's like shouldn't be any like useless matches but then as even in the last has... week like a team could just win the whole thing and they're, yeah. they're in playoffs you know yeah so. but then like yeah i can't imagine being a playing in that is Sounds crap. Because <laughs> I think when we had we had uh, Tim McIro, the Fnatic coach, on, um, I think it was the last episode we did, and he was saying it was something about like the side selection as well. So you wouldn't even get like even matches on on red and blue side as well, like weirdness like that. Yeah, you didn't get to pick your sides. I don't think um, at all. Yeah, well, it was something. Quite well, I don't know. It might be something like the, a team with more points always got to choose a side or something. I, I don't remember what it was. But yeah, I, 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 I Jandro will admit it, so I, I don't remember. Yeah. But yeah, like, uh, yeah, he wasn't very, he wasn't the fan of it anyway. <laughs> we had a, we had a bit of a no, plan. I don't think anyone because like, it feels bad <laughs> for the lower teams. Like you play like one of the top teams like three weeks in a row, or the same team. I think we played like Darkspawn three out of the first four weeks, and like if they complain on Twitter, like everyone's just gonna say like, oh, you're whining, you're bad. It's like quite legitimately, three of the like seven chances to get points are like made really randomly hard when they should in a first system only play one yeah. like it's... it's the only the only kind of downside maybe with a round robin is when you get some of the games like especially like the lower teams maybe once this teams that can't really make it to playoffs and the games don't really mean that much maybe people aren't gonna be that fussed about watching it but i think for yeah, yeah like competitive, competitive integrity is much better i think and i mean i think at the end of the day like the tournaments for the players like they should have the chance to kind of like grow and play the matches like fairly so that they can actually have a chance to yeah. enjoy playing competitive like i know i know i mean i'd say it's a job but actually for most people in the uk it's not like a full-time job it doesn't pay that much so at the end of the day this is kind of like a semi-pro amateur level and i think just having it be an unfun system to play in is like you're never gonna get a good tournament if the players aren't having a good time at the end of the day no one's gonna watch if no one's enjoying being in the tournament and quite a lot of it as well is development as well with ERL. So by having exactly. more games, you're developing a lot more players and giving them more chances to kind of get started. Yeah, or, or a fairer spread of games. Because like, yeah. we, we played like 23 games. We, like, we don't need oh, those yeah, yeah. 
we scrim like thirty games a week, right? Like it's the people who are like they're still at uni, they're half time, they're you know they've got jobs. Like it's these people who need like the actual games and the experience and the and the exposure as well. Mm-hmm. Cool. Um, is there? I, I don't know. Is from like a player standpoint, there'd be much difference. But have you noticed anything sort of behind the scenes change from? Because uh, it's not LVP running anymore, is it? Dreamhack. It's Dreamhack. Yeah. Yeah. No, not really. Um, the one thing I can't notice, it doesn't seem like they're pushing it as much. I don't know if there would be like a much of a difference in resources or anything. Um, I mean, it just all seemed a bit last minute to me yeah. publicly. Like they, I imagine, like I mean, other people were supposed to be doing it for two years, so I imagine something yeah. happened that wasn't wasn't supposed to be happening. Like clearly, like clearly something kicked off between right and LVP, right? Like I, I doubt it was like a mutual yeah. understanding to leave or they wouldn't have probably like... They had another it. year, didn't they? I yeah, think yeah. It was, yeah, yeah. They cut it short. Uh, the one thing which I do want to say about the Dreamhat thing, which um, it's quite annoying. I don't like the fact that the finals is not in England. Like, yeah. considering it's for the UKLC, but again, it might because it's last minute. That's that's why I, I think it's last minute. Like they clearly haven't even had the time to like get funds together for like a premises or booking an event. I mean, Better than LVP spring where they didn't even have a final. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. But it's like, I don't mind. Like, it should be a number one, like. Yeah, a lot of it is offline anyway, but it's mainly when, uh, online anyway, but in terms of like, just for a final, just maybe, mm. you know, maybe ask out. Maybe, I, I don't know. There could have been something. Which... Yeah, I mean, I think like maybe they didn't need to because they've got their own and like it's mm. offline people at it. Like, I quite enjoyed when it was in Barcelona when LVP ran it actually in 2018 summer. Um, mm. That was like, one of my favorite finals, actually. Um, apart from like the first one I won in Leicester, so I'm not completely against it being elsewhere. Like, it's a bit weird because like every other ERL, like you play in the ERL's like country, but I'm not. It's not a deal breaker for me. But yeah, I just think it was clearly like a bit. Clearly, something's gone on, and I think yeah. like Mac have stood in to fill a gap at the last minute. So I'm not particularly fussed criticizing them. No. Um, and at least we've got a platform still to show it as well. If it was, yeah, like, exactly. what it seems like last minute. Yeah, and it's good they've been able to. They haven't had to like rebrand it or anything. At least, at least it's still UKLC, and it's not just like. I think I think Riot owns. I think Riot had, like now that Riot have taken over the ERLs, Riot oh, owns yeah, the, the thing, and then they license out the rights to do it to the um, like. The, they probably like designed the logo and the thing with LVP, but then probably gave it to them. Like I, I could be, comp- I'm making that clear. Like I don't know, but that's just what I would guess, knowing that Riot are like in on it now. Um, and you've also got to think as well that Riot obviously have prioritised the UK as one of like the big leagues, and this isn't a thing which wasn't a last you know minute decision. This would have probably been done while the UKLC was being developed, so they probably would have had a lot more say and a lot more sway in terms of making these the premier ERLs essentially. Yeah, for sure. Okay, cool. Um, we may as well move on then. What I wanted to do uh, at the end is just give our predictions for the first week as well. I imagine some of yours yeah. might be a bit biased because you're not going to... I don't doubt you tip yourselves to lose to Excel. <laughs> but, <laughs> I don't know if I'm us, but like, yeah. <laughs> um, we'll see. All right, so... Day one on Tuesday, we've got Fnatic versus Enclave. I'd imagine that's a Fnatic. That's Fnatic. That's, that's Fnatic for me. Yeah. Tom. Yeah. I. I so, right. I really want a shock, but <laughs> I. I look at. I look at Fnatic, and 
we haven't really talked about Enclave as much, and there's probably a reason for why we haven't mm. talked about them as much. Because I just think yeah. Fnatic has got a great side, and I think when when you still got Magic Felix, and there's this interesting thing with Chibs being a support. Is he just going to be a support just to help Magic Felix, or is he actually going to play some games eventually? I, I'm a Sub bit substitute. Yeah, uh, su substitute. Sorry, not support. Yeah. I don't really <laughs> <have to play. laughs> but um, it's. Yeah, it's just one of those where are they gonna are they gonna play Chibs? But even if they do play Chibs, I think they'll. I'll I'll be honest. I'll be brutally honest. Here. I'm pretty sure Chibs is just a like he's probably just getting paid like a amount just in case like someone just a training. I, 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 I think Riot literally forced the LEC teams to have a sub on the academy rosters, mm. so they like they literally needed someone, and they probably just paid Chibs like an amount, and it, like he, he can probably watch scrims if he wants to, but I doubt he'd even be obliged. Like. My impression of playing on two academy teams is you're kind of like the uh, the third wheel, you know, you kind of mm -hmm. get left to your own devices, you're not that important, so. Mm -hmm. um, I don't really have any plans to actually, like, use chips, barring, like, an outright emergency or anything like that. That's that's what I would guess, but, you know, like, they could prove me wrong. Um, and the only thing I can say about with Enclave is I actually I'm interested to see how only Angel does, because I, I did quite like him uh, on, I think it was Eminem last split. Um, I thought it was, it was pretty decent. Um, and it'll be interesting to see how it comes up against against Pride, essentially, to see if there is... I can't, it's kind of my first time really going to be seeing how Pride does against what was a UKLC top lane last split, and just yeah. kind of assess that, which would be interesting. I mean, that's that's my issue with like, why I'm voting this Fnatic, because I'd say like, the two question marks are Pride and Bravado on the Fnatic roster. Um, I, like, I think Dan, honestly, just belongs in LEC. Like, I think he's... It's a joke that this guy isn't in LEC um, already. Um, Felix has his issues as a player, but is insanely good. Like you saw, he played in LEC, he subbed in a game, and he was like the non-weak link while Fnatic was inting around him. Um, the guy has like real talent. Um, well, did you see he was? And, um, so Magic Felix was like one thousand seven hundred LP or something after like the first week. Uh, no, no, no. He only got like one thousand seven hundred like a week ago. Like oh. it was like three weeks, but yeah, like it's pretty insane. It was like miles, um, miles ahead of anyone else. Mad. Uh, yeah, I mean the guy plays a lot of solo queue. Um, but yeah, like, like I have no qualms with like Dan and Felix and Matty. Like, honestly, they could also have been for an LEC game and look fine. Bravado, honestly, his last year on Shellcup was really hell miss. Um, I thought the guy's been really good in solo queue for like over a year now. Like, um, he like everyone kind of knows he's like an up and coming talent. Um, but he's kind of yet to click um, and like hit his his form in the level that I think like people expect him to reach. And Pride Energy just thinks he's a tier lower than the rest of the players. So, those are the two weak points for me, but then I look at Angel, and Angel is okay, like, I describe Angel like an okay top player, like, he's, he, he's, like, the level above mediocre for me, like, he's not bad, he's not, he's, like, he doesn't have the same carry performance that yeah. Curb can have, mm -hmm. and... Or, or, like, a Mummus or, like, Shikari, like, there's a, there is a, there's a clear top three, I would say. Yeah, exactly, uh... I mean, I think there's just a clear top two. Like, I think it's Mummus and Shikari, and then there's a gap. But, um, but yeah, like that's, that's my issue with Angel. It's like he's a carry top player who's not really the kind of player that can take over a game on his own. So, and um, and also, like, I think he then is just probably like one of the weaker supports. So, like, I think Brado outclasses him despite what I said. Like, Brado is still good. His thing is one of the top spots in the top three spots in the league. Um, so, like, my issue with like. The question marks I have on Fnatic are how are the two new players going to do? Um, I don't think that will be bought. So yeah, I'd say Fnatic easily win this game. Mm -hmm. 
I think it's a good game for them to have as well. Like, it's a good team. To, it would have been a bit different if they were going up against, like, an XL or, or, or Envision or something like that. But I think it's, it's quite a good team for Fnatic to have kind of got first game, really, I thought. Yeah, I think, honestly, if Fnatic played, like, us or XL first game, it, that would be, like, a real coin flip because it's, like, you've not seen champion priorities. It, uh, you know, you don't know how the other team are scrimming. It's really, like... Mm -hmm. That's, like, the biggest flip, like, why it's, like... I won't get into it because, like, we'll probably talk about it in a second, but, like, us versus XL... It's kind of funny it's the first game because it can be entirely decided in draft. It's a bit of a... It's a bit funny getting them the first game, like a competitive game, because it's a bit of a flip. But I think, yeah, it's nice to warm up uh, getting like a kind of easy first game in the league. Um, the next one was Phelan against Barrage. Um, I've gone for Barrage, but then I think with both of them, because it's... There is so many changes, and there are sort of entirely new rosters. It's hard to tell with that kind of thing with the first week until you've seen them play. So for that, for me, I, I wouldn't be surprised either way, to be honest. Um, I just kind of went for barrage. I, just, I don't know, kind of a coin flip, really. <laughs> well, what do you guys think? I honestly don't know if I can even have an opinion that's credible. Like, I have no idea about this Sawyer guy, um, or Fleurs, or Sybil. So three of the players I've literally never seen, never seen play. Um, like my, I have an opinion on both of the supports. I have an opinion on both of the ads. I think both bot lanes are relatively, um, relatively even. Maybe I'd give it like, a small advantage to Phelan, honestly. But I'm not even sure about that. Like I feel like the bot lanes are pretty even. Um, I think the mid lanes are not a million miles apart either. Um, I know Dragain is pretty good. I've heard good things about Ericsson, but not really seen him play. But from what I've heard, he should be about the same level. And then. And then I can't like rate the top side, so I'll just say like I expect it to be a close game. To be honest, like it could go either way. Um, I'm probably gonna go for Phelan. And again, I think it's the very same. Like I looked at both these rosters, and when I was doing like like I've got all the rosters here and kind of a little bit of information. Like Barrage and Phelan were the two which I really needed to try and find out who some of these mm. players were. Um, with Barrage, I I don't know about flares at all, but I know he, came, he went from Radiance. Um. But that's like a, an NA amateur team. Yeah, I it's, think like it is, high, it? it's like cloud yeah. nine high, isn't it? So, yeah. Um, so that's that's a really odd one, really. You don't you don't see NA talent coming into the UK scene mm. that often, apart from like I think I saw like the man's obviously his coaches so. though. Um, and then one from the OPL, and then uh, Ericsson was from Nordvin. Is he on loan? It's like that's one of those weird ones yeah, where it's like on someone from loan. Um, but I just I think that Bear Tree. I, I, the only thing I can go off really is the players which I know, and I just think that Bear Trees are, could be a very, very good top laner. And um, and then you look at the other players around them, and I think that they could be decent. And I, I, obviously, you've got Haddo for Barrage as well, and Haddo was great with Diabolus, um, and then went with Penguins. And to be fair, like I, I actually thought Penguins did okay for. Um, I think they just made it out, just made it well, like seventh, like just missed playoffs in yeah. the. Uh, Spanish league, so that's actually I thought quite a good achievement, really, for what was happening. Um, so it is a bit of a coin flip, but I'm just going to go for feeling because I thought well, we'll go for something different as well. <laughs> yeah. Okay, and then the next one uh, is the the probably should be the most interesting match of the week, I think. Not just because you're here, Prosper. I'm not just saying that, but uh, no, I think that's I think that's most people's. Yeah. Uh... yeah, we've got Envision against Excel. I'm sorry, I, I have gone with Excel. But the reason I'll say that is is because I think they should have, out of basically any team, 
they're the ones I, that should have the least trouble like gelling. They should. It's only it's four out of five of the players they had last year anyway, so they yeah. shouldn't need that those first couple of weeks. I don't think to to kind of get going. Um, so yeah, sorry. <laughs> no, I think it's a I think it's a fair statement, honestly. Um, if I'm being See. truthful, I'm. I mean, I already said I think if we play our best, we should win, and if we don't play our best, we should probably lose. Um, I agree with your assessment. XL probably should be coming into it being decent um, and being realistic. I'm not particularly bothered by the outcome of this match as long as I see that we play to our strengths and the level we've developed so far. Like if I look at our scrims from this week and even like two weeks ago, uh, the progress we've made is insane. So as long as we park towards the end of the split, I'm fine. Being honest, I probably vote for XL. Just other than that, like I feel like if I say XL, you know, like it's kind of you know, it's like what am I doing? So like, I'll just say win win. now. This is win-win yeah. though. Yeah, because I'll say win-win. If, if you win, that's fine. Yeah, if you win, then you've just proven yourself wrong. You, you know, you're really good, and you feel as well. You're right, you know. So honestly, I get kind of nervous doing really well at the start of the split. From past experience, it usually ends up biting you in playoffs because you, you're kind of you're in, you're doing your thing, and everyone's trying to beat you, watching you. Mm. And then, you know, you, you cruise through the split and then playoffs come and everyone's like, boot camping really hard, working really hard, just trying to take down new prepping drafts for you. And they're like, well, we'll just continue doing what we're doing. It's working. And then, you, you know, you've, you've had like a 9% record, win record over the whole split. And then like, you know, boom, 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 you lose like two best threes, you know. You're like, wait, well, what happened? <laughs> <laughs> we can't tell us what happened. We were, we were first. That's my experience with, uh, with doing like, really well in the regular split and then, and then, Getting playoffs, so I think as long as we, as long as this team makes it to playoffs, which we like top four, we really should. Mm-hmm. I'm happy as long as we're making constant progression to the split. So, yeah, I'm not going to be putting too much too much emphasis on this game, but yeah, it, it, at least at the very least, it's entertaining, and I'm interested to see what we stand because it's so hard to get a read. Because uh, you look at the rosters, you see the names, but again, individual players can have such a big variance. Things change a lot in the off season, and Especially for me, like I haven't played comp in quite a while now. Um, I didn't get to play either E Masters last year, despite essentially qualifying for both. And I feel like I've improved a lot in Korea, but especially I get to play against Kasing, who I was, I think, fairly evenly matched with, if I'd say a little bit worse than last year. But I feel like I've improved a lot. If I play against him and I feel like I'm really in control and I'm ahead of him and I feel like all of his moves are kind of predictable and I'm, I'm a step ahead then it's quite, it's quite nice for me, because even if I lose, I can feel like, yeah, like that was a worthwhile time investment. I can see my progress. So that's more what I'm looking for from that match, is as long as I can showcase what I've learned, um, I'll be happy. Like, if I go and I just in and I go like 0 and 6, I'll be really, I'll be really upset. Um, like, I'll, be, I'll be incredibly mad. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm actually going to go for Envision, right? So I'm going to play devil's advocate a little bit here, because... I look at, um, and obviously I don't know anything about scrims and everything. I go, everything's like that, I go in or anything. But I don't think there should be too much of an issue, obviously, because you've got like, you've got you and Shikari, obviously, who have you know duoed together for a long time, and then you've also got Nolte and Yusa, who have played with um, with each other for at least half a split uh, in M and M, and then you've got Adept in the middle, and you know that's one of those. But I just think like lane by lane, a lot of the time, I think. Envision's roster lane by lane is a little bit better than XL's. And, and a lot of people put XL's, but I, I would put uh, Shikari over ten, uh, Sendo. Shikari finished second in the summer uh, top, you know, best, uh, second best top in the in summer, despite not even playing all of summer. And uh, so that, that shows you how highly a lot of people rated him anyway. 
Um, I, I mean, the, the guys won UK four times. Like, yeah, exactly. exactly. But XL hasn't won since they had Shikari. <laughs> the only time XL won UK, they had Shikari. They got rid of him. Exactly. Exactly. It, it's really good for. I'll be honest. This matchup is really good for storylines. Like, <laughs> XL haven't won since they had Shikari and Daruk as their head coach. The only split they won, Daruk as head coach, Shikari was top. They've got rid of them. Now they're on Envision. Um, XL obviously like a kind of. I see a lot of people putting them as favourites to win this split. So, yeah, a lot of people are saying that they are they are the best side, and I I I can see them being a top side, but genuinely, depending on obviously synergy and how it actually goes in game, like I I actually think that Envision has a better roster, and the only thing which could be could uh, I think uh, affect this game would be the synergy of both sides. But at the end of the day, sometimes with it being the first game and with it being like a new patch and a brand new jungle system and everything yeah. anyway. Um, a lot of it can just be how you adapted to that anyway, and so you could have my, five brand new players, and the adapts would be great. My worry with these games is all four are going to be like whoever wins like the first five to ten minutes. Like if, if one side just gets like a good invade off or mm-hmm. wins one lane, the games are just going to be very like blowouty off that lane because people haven't played any comp on this patch, and it's going to get to them like oh you know we've entered early. Um, so that's my worry is like. Whichever, like, if we just get a good playoff, we might just be XL, but not really feel like we actually had a challenge. And if we fall behind early, I feel like the mood might get to us, and it's like, ah, oh, you know, like, this game's not that important anyway. Like, we've, you know, we're in it for the long haul, so... Um... Yeah, so a lot of these players, um, like, playing actually competitively, have not played on this, you know, on the Summoner's Rift. Like, it's a completely different Summoner's Rift, and the difference between yeah. playing it in scrims than playing it, you know, in solo, because there is yeah. actually playing it on stage, you know, essentially, so... Uh, it's going to be very interesting to see that there could be even some players uh, who we've gone and missed, who we've underrated, but then actually on this actual Summoner's Rift, they're, they're great around it and they, they've adapted to it well. Um, yeah. And it would just be interesting to see. But yeah, I, I, you know, I'm going to give you a bit a bit of credit. You know, I'm going to say Envision because I, I felt a bit bad. I, 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 appreciate, I appreciate that. <laughs> well, I won't force in the end, but lo- lo- my, heart says, you know, my heart says we're going to win. But logically, I have to say... <laughs> There are, more, there are more reasons to vote for XL, in my opinion, uh, at least in this game, than, than us. I kind of say that I'm, a, I'm, I'm a, an Envision fan because they are from Preston and I'm from Preston. Didn't even realise that until today. So, yeah, so so I was like, I only found that out today and I was like, okay, okay no, definitely. Envision are going to win the split. That's it. Yeah, quite the north northwestern roster. Well, I'm not... I'm not that far from Twickenham, but then if, if I say XL, it's like glory hunting a bit, isn't it? So, <laughs> I'll stay neutral. Nice. <laughs> um, all right, then the last game on Tuesday is M&M against Demise. Um, I think it's another one. It's entirely new new side, so it's just kind of, I think, depends on, on how they gel. I went for Demise. Um, just cause I like their Ooh. top side a lot. I think I think that'll be a, an interesting watch in any, in any case in that match. The Kerberos and Monkeys against uh, Mumus and Soth. Yeah, I went for demise, but I thought it was another one that could. I wouldn't be surprised to be wrong at all. See, I'm going to go for Eminem because I actually really like this Eminem squad, and I think if there was like a, a, a top four, I think they would definitely be fourth. I actually like. I think Hamera gets a, a lot of flack, but I think that he actually will benefit from the fact that he's got soft and a chew, and he's he's played with them with feeling previously anyway. Um, and I just think Mummus is brilliant like i'm actually surprised that mummus isn't in you know arguably you know you could say like a really good top side in an erl essentially uh the guy i believe got promoted to the cv law before and didn't even play a game in the in the cv law 
um, like so, which is really unfortunate. You actually got your team promoted through, uh, I believe it was the promotion with uh, Vivo Cade or something like that, and or at least helped them in that promotion push. And then you've actually not been able to play there. But it, the guy's really, really good, and he was really good with Eminem, and he's he was really good, I thought, in Brazil. And then he's come to back to Eminem, maybe because loyalty or something i don't know um and i just think they're really really like they're the underdogs i think of this entire split yeah i'm despite agreeing with what you said i'm gonna go with demise <laughs> uh, i think i think lewis is the best carry style top laner in the uk um i think him and Chikari are the best two tops um and yeah, I think Chikari plays... I mean, Chikari can't play carry style. Um, I've played with him a long time. I think he's mechanically really good player on carries. But again, he's that kind of, like, you know, dual style. He can carry, he can play tanks. Usually facilitates what role the team needs him to. Mimus is very much one of these players who, you know, he'll... He makes the game around him, um, and he plays carries. And just for an outright carry player, I think Mimus is the best. Um, the issue I have is Curb is one of these players with really high highs and really low lows. And I just get the feeling on the first game where, like, you don't see champion pros and stuff like this. I think Curb is going to have an advantage, and I think Curb is best can probably just have a good game against uh, Mimus. So I think their main advantage in Mimus is going to be kind of negated, and I, I look across the board. I think Monks is kind of look, probably motivated, looking for his redemption split after, like, a pretty poor performance on Barrage. He's kind of got facilitating jungle style, and now that he's got curb to play around i think they could i think um curb ross and monkeys are probably a better duo than mimis and soft because soft is kind of like linked to camera um so more used to playing on mid and i think if they can kind of snowball top this game's pretty decided uh on top of that i think zyron probably a bit better than camera and then driving out calhera a two fes i'd probably get to a two fes but just not by a landslide um and bottling matchups right now are kind of stale. Um, kind of hard to play aggressive in as long as the person getting Calpit doesn't uh, just int. So, yeah, I, I, I'll I say Demise because I trust Curb and Monkeys will will do some good work on top side. And Curb will probably play some random champion that no one expects him to. That's and, and Curb and Monkeys at Diablos were, were brilliant. Like, you, uh, obviously, what happened at Barrage hopefully isn't like a. Isn't isn't it is just just a one and done kind of thing, and then he, he can hopefully get back to it. But it is one of those, and he is like I, I thought when he was at Diablos, I thought he was very good. But then somebody just didn't click with Barrage. I mainly blame that with Barrage as a whole. Something just didn't work. But this yeah, is I his think, chance then to say it wasn't that. I think everyone at Barrage wants that to be one and done. To be honest, that was... I don't think that team was a very good stylistic fit for a lot of the players on there, um, especially Monkeys. I think he's got a very Set style of jungling. I think he's similar to Taxa, actually. I think Taxa is underrated. I, like, I was the one who said like, he hasn't had particularly good splits recently in a while, like, apart from last split. But I think he's honestly not... I think his style of jungling is not the kind of style of jungling that XL actually need. And so he looks worse than what his true level is, and I think that's kind of what happened to Monkey's last split, is these junglers aren't being utilized properly on these teams, and they're very good at their one defined way of jungling, and a bit lackluster outside of it. Um, that's kind of my read on Monkers. I don't think he got worse. I don't think he played badly. It's just him playing the way he played on uh, Diabolus doesn't didn't work for mm. didn't just didn't work. Um, so I, I'm gonna say it's it's 
uh, its demise. And then day two uh, starts with Excel and M&M. I'm going to give Excel the the two o for the first week. I don't think that's a probably a huge surprise. Is it anyone going for Eminem? I want to, <laughs> but no, I, I'm going to have to go with Excel. I think, especially if we get a game later, I think they'll I think they'll do better in the first the second game than they'll do in the first. Yeah, I'll, I'll buy Excel like I'm a realist at the end of the day. I'm, I was voting for Excel above ourselves, so mm-hmm. not going to pick anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, then after that is demise against Fnatic. Um, I've gone for Fnatic again. I don't. I think when I whenever I did predictions last year, it was kind of like it was just Fnatic and XL will beat anyone except for each other, and then it was just I don't know week by week changed a bit. I think this is the almost the same, but I think I think Envision have the the best chance of being the one to kind of take a few games off them every now and then. But other than Envision, I'd pretty much just. At least week one before seeing anything, I'd probably say XL and Fnatic would beat anyone. So um, yeah, yeah. For me, that's I think another one Fnatic to win against Demise. I couldn't, yeah, couldn't see it another way without seeing anything, without seeing any kind of form or anything. I don't know. Yeah, I suppose like what I said earlier, like for me, like obviously I said, I said Fnatic, like you know, Pride and Bravado are the weak links for me, or like the question marks, yeah. not so much the weak links, like. Um, just that I know Dan Felix and Mighty are really good, and from what I know of Pride, he's just not that good. Which isn't to say he's bad or that um, Bravado is bad. Like I said, I think Pride is really good, just that not, you know, like to immediately join and be at that level is uh, unlikely. And what I wanted to say about Kerbin Monk is if Pride is this weak link, um, which he may not end up being, I think Kerb would have to literally like solo carry the game. Because I look at, like, Dan, to me, is just, like, a much, much, much... He plays a similar style of jungling to Monkeys, in that he's very, like, um... I'm going to sound pretentious when I say, like, cerebral. Like, Dan very much, like, controls the whole game. But Dan is really aggressive, like, ruthlessly aggressive when he wants to be, and has a just much higher level understanding on a wider variety of styles. And, and it mechanically is just outclasses monkeys so dan is almost like the kind of complete version of monkeys for me and unless monkeys and curve have like some insane synergy and curve just completely stomps the game i don't see them winning so i'm gonna vote fanatic as well yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna agree with you too i'm gonna go fanatic i just i just think there's there's a bit of a there's a synergy matchup and there's a skill matchup i think there I, and I think if it's not going to be top and jungle, I think when you've got Magi Felix there, and you know we know we all know how Magi Felix can play. He can just carry a game on his own, and he he's you know, he won MVP two times in a row for a reason, and obviously he's a solo queue god for a reason. Yeah, he's, so. he's, Felix is insane. He's insane again. Yeah. Insane. My vocabulary, I'll lack there is insane as well, but yeah, <laughs> Felix is insane. Um. Okay. Then after that, we've got. Uh, barrage against Envision. I've gone for you guys this time, Prosper. So, don't. I'll Sorry say... about the last one, but I, I couldn't. Envision. Yeah, I couldn't. <laughs> I couldn't not go Envision this time. I think that's pretty obvious. Yeah, I'm going Envision. I'm saying I'm saying Envision too. Well. I I just I'm really I just don't know anything about this Barrage roster as a whole. Like, which maybe you know, might need to might need to look up on like the German and the the Norwegian lead and everything like that now because with all these imports which are coming through. But yeah, right now, I, obviously we don't know 
I, I really, if there's one person I, I think could maybe shock me more than anything, it would it would be uh, Cyborg because I don't know, I really don't know how he would do. I know he was in the OP- OPL, but I believe it was like a, a bottom to mid tier team in the OPL. So um, we're just got to see how he performs there anyway. But it's just an interesting pickup. It's an interesting roster as a whole. So mm-hmm. then- yeah, I'll I'll go for us obviously. <laughs> I don't think that needed saying. Um, I think we have better, I think we have better players across the board. Um, I think yeah, we have better players in all five roles. I think we have a higher level of um, game understanding on our players. I, I honestly think personally, I would say Jarek's the best coach in the league. Um, I'm, I'm I've been friends with the guy for ages. He coached me like years ago. But I look at his experience, and I think he's worked at a higher level as a main coach than anyone else in the league. Um, he's worked with like some really good players. So I just personally say we have. Bad players in every role, bad game understanding from the players, and better infrastructure in coaching, which means if we go and lose now, it'll be really embarrassing and I'll look stupid. But I, well, I mean, is, I also think we have a high variance and a really. Uh, I, I'm not going to like say from stuff from scrims too much, but I just think some teams you start and you have like a really good baseline level, like people just click. Um, and it's like really easy to start working. I would say our team is not one of these. We have people from a range of different levels, and finding that mutual understanding of how to play the game has been a bit rough. So while we've worked on it, I think we'll look a lot better than we did when we first started. We could have a really good game and look really clean and solid. However, I could also see us completely inting games um, away. Like that's that's not a question for any team. And. <laughs> Now that I've said, you know, we have better, you know, we have better coach, we have better players, we have better knowledge. Like, I'm, I'm feeling like, you know, this looming shadow behind no, me. You just, just got to <laughs> pat it down a little bit, just in case you do lose, and then it's not as embarrassing. Um, I mean, he did better. No, I'm, 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 I'm gonna, I'm gonna stick with it. I'm gonna stick with it. Like, we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna win. It's not gonna be close. Yeah. All right. There you go. That's better. Whatever. <laughs> if we lose, it's banter anyway. I don't really care. <laughs> um. And then, oh wait, Tom, did you say? I didn't... Uh, yeah, I, I said, I said, envision. Okay. Yeah. All right, and then um, last but not least was uh, Enclave against Phelan. Um I've gone for Phelan, but you know, I, I probably sound stupid to keep saying it, but I, again, I don't, I don't think you can know too much week one without seeing them. Um, and I think I'd seen more of Phelan's players than I have Enclave, so I can't. Thought I had a bit of a better understanding, kind of where I'd expect them anyway. So for that, I've gone for Phelan, just because I I literally don't know as much I think about Enclave's team. Uh, but again, I wouldn't be surprised either way to be honest. I think Phelan as well. Yeah, and I'm gonna go with Phelan as well. I, I I really like Sawyer as well. Like from what I've from what I've just like looked at and 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 seen and and seen how he's performed, I think he's actually a decent player. And uh, obviously, like I've said, I mentioned before, but Bear Tree. I think if he if he does really well, I think he could be a, a pretty high level top laner. Yeah, I think Bertrand and Angel are probably even if you include Angel's experience advantage, like he's played for ages. I think that's pretty even matchup. I think mm. I'd put it towards Bertrand personally, uh, but that's just because I liked more of what I saw from him last split. Um, I'm a bit biased because Angel is you know expected to do better as a as a veteran, whereas I expect I honestly expected nothing of Bertrand last split, and he impressed. Um, I think Spectre is better than Durking. Um, like I think Spectre is really like heavily underrated. I think this guy's gonna be really good. Um, I could eat my words, but yeah. 
Mm. I think it'll be better than Becky. And then I think Keenan and Raisins, it's like the just like the, these two UK spots have uh, been around a while. Like they're fine, they're not. Uh, I don't think like either one of them outclasses the other particularly hard. Um, I might give a little edge to Raisins as well, and I'd say he's got the better AD. And then. Do you know uh, anything then, about Cleanse? Because I, I don't really I've played, know. I've played with him in solo queue. He's had some he's had some games where he looked really good. Um where he's like he's won the iron in like Challenger, so he's he's clearly not like completely terrible. Yeah. I have had I've seen him games where he's entered, but that's kinda of standard. So um at the, at the very least he's a legit challenger player, which Is this his first it? this is his first organization like proper going in? Yeah, it's his first time like yeah. playing comps, as I know. Um yeah, I mean, being like a challenger player doesn't mean as much now as it used to, like, season, like, three, four, when, like, in UK, season, there was, like, two teams with challengers, and there was, like, teams with Diamond, D2, D1 players, but he is at least, like, he hasn't played any comp, so all I can do is say, what's his solo queue, and his solo queue is, mm. he's a legit challenger player, so I can't really expect more than that, like, it's, the thing is, there's a really hybrid, especially with junglers, on first timing competitive, because... You can get by in solo queue essentially not really knowing how to jungle or being like a really flippy style of jungle and playing against someone in comp where you can't just invade with no prio and get away with it. Um, like Cleanse makes have a really rough time, but mm. I think he's, I think he's decent. Um, like I'm not expecting him to be terrible and play into this, but I think he should be pretty good. Cool. Um, and that was the last match, and I think. Uh, that's all I had on my uh, topics list for the episode, so I think we're kind of ready to round up. Yeah. Anything, anything you wanted to touch on, Tom, or anything you had to say, Prosper? Um, I'm just, I'm just interested because I want to throw this question out there. Mm-hmm. Um, what are people if if we had to say predict the, the season off our not knowing how everybody plays competitively? What would be the top four then? Like, cause we all gonna know that, that in terms of order. Like, what, does anybody think? That there will be like a, a fourth contender or anything like that as well. Because mm. I'll start um, first anyway to give you a bit of time. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it's probably. Uh, you know I'm gonna go bold. I'm gonna go Envision, um, XL, Fnatic, and then Eminem. If I had to have a guess, that's that's my top that four. Is, first that is fourth. bold. So, now, obviously, that doesn't one. take it to playoffs. So yeah, Envision number one. Yeah. No, no pressure, Prosper. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Okay, no pressure. Um, I mean, that's pretty. It's pretty. There's more pressure on me for other reasons then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, this is not the deal breaker to wait till now. <laughs> uh, I think it's really hard to narrow down. Like, I, I'd obviously put Fnatic, XL, and us as um, mm-hmm. in any order top three. Nailing, nailing the fourth, uh, the fourth team down is really quite. Difficult. Like I, the only thing I know is I would have put on Clay there. Um, like I just think even at their best, because when you're kind of thinking what what team will make playoffs fourth, you're kind of thinking like how do these teams play at their peak level? Mm-hmm. It's like I don't know enough about Flares and Symbol. Um, but if they're good, Barrage could be a really good team. I think Demise looks like the most likely candidate for me. But then Eminem have a lot of question marks that could be really good. So, um. I'd say probably Demise and Eminem are my picks. If I had to pick one, I'll probably go for Demise, because I think it's more likely they peak. But I think Eminem, if all their pieces fall into place, has a much higher peak, if that makes sense. Because um, I think 
and kind of just betting soft camera at you and FES are all okay, but not great. Eminem will still probably be fifth and Demise fourth. But I also think there's a chance that soft camera uh, at you and FES all really play really well. And this team's fourth, maybe even, you know, contending for third, taking games off the academies and us. So, yeah, I'll say Demise. I'm going to pick Demise to be fourth with the caveat that I think Eminem, if the split goes well, has by far the highest peak of any other team. I would go... I think I'd put Excel number one, kind of for what I said earlier, that they they should at least, the first few weeks, I reckon they should be the strongest team on paper. I'd probably put Fnatic two, and then Envision three. And then, yeah, I think the fourth, for me, would be out of Eminem and Demise. And I think I said Demise would beat Eminem. So I've got to kind of go for Demise. So yeah, I'd say, I'd say Demise fourth as well. Yeah, because um, well, that just that conversation itself kind of reiterated that like that's why I said top four because I was like we all know what the top three is going to be, but yeah. that fourth side is going to be. And if if it's feeling if it's anything like what happened in summer, you never know what might happen because feeling just suddenly did mental thing. And that and maybe that's what I think with um, with Eminem as well because it's three feeling players there. So they're well, in got, when um, it was playoffs, they played great. They got pad, haven't they as well? Yes, and they've got pad. Yeah, who helped with the uh, the. The miracle runner feeling. Yeah, like the, the day you joined, and that was it. It just clicked. The thing with the game in season ten is that it's not really a lot about individual players. It's about how your team works together. Um, you can overcome quite a big skill deficit in players as long as your team meshes well. Mm-hmm. So towards playoffs, it really could. It's like it's anyone's game because as long as you're, even if you only have one player to play off, that's like on par skill wise. As long as the rest of the team facilitates around that well and utilizes that well, all you really need to play League of Legends is one point of pressure that you can draw from. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see. I think this split because I think there are like uh, essentially seven teams that can make players. And mm-hmm. honestly, like I- I'm saying that like Enclave don't have a chance, but like they, d- you know, they do. Like they could yeah. also. Like I would be surprised. Um, it's just they're my least likely candidate. Um, I think I've got I've got one more question for you, Prosper. Before we finish, then sure, quite off off topic. Who should I be playing in season ten to to rank up in support? Because I've had a shocking start, and when I say shocking, it's really bad. I finished. Don't worry, I had a really shocking I, start as well. Well, I had a shocking start, and then the rest is carried on being shocking. So I, I'm not. I'm, <laughs> I don't claim to be like particularly good. Right, I finished plat four last year. And I got placed Silver 2 this year, and I played 50 games, and I'm still in Silver 2 with a negative win rate. And I literally, I think my hands have just stopped working. Yeah, I had a negative win rate up until like last week. I was literally like 30% win rate on Leona as my most played. Um, (laughs) Yeah, because I'm, I was, was uh, well, last year, like a Morgana one trick. I had like 60% win rate. I was well 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 charged. Morgana's not good now. I'll say that much. That that's a bit comforting for me to hear because this year I've played like ninety percent of my games in Morgana and it's like literally thirty percent win rate. The issue that people have is they think Morg is good into these CC bruisers like Leona and not, but actually these 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 are bad 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 lanes for Morgana. <laughs> not no, a good not and Mortis and Leona actually know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. Your Black Shield is is a, is useless. It's not going to do anything. So who should I play? Who should be? Um, I'd say I'd say Leona. 
is good. Um, pretty much, you want this kind of like trifecta of Leona, Thrash, and Braum, I'd say. Okay. Um, like I, I, my room is I pretty much blind Leona, because um, she's. You can always do stuff. You can always go in and you can just FK lane and roam, or you can CC in team fights. She's always strong. Um, Thrash count as Leona and count as Braum, but blinding him is kind of hard because he gets kind of card count by some other things. Um, and then Braum pretty much is like my counter to Leona. Like Braum does really well into Nautilus, Leona, stuff like this. So. Um, I'd kind of be bouncing on that, but realistically at your ELO you could kind of play anything like ranged and... <laughs> yeah, it's not, not the champ, it's actually just some rubbish. Yeah, I mean, if you want to be winning on support, you, you should play those, but if you want to be yeah. winning, you should play Senna AD. Because this champion is incredibly unskilled. It's disturbingly unskilled. Like, All right, okay. Felos and Senna are broken as fuck, yeah, but Felos is not the champion if you're not already liking Grandmaster Challenger. Senna is so easy. Just play Senna and win. <laughs> Alright, okay. I'll play, I'll, I'll become a Senna one trick and I'll see you in the UKLC in summer. Nice, nice. I'll see you there. <laughs> All right, I'll see uh, you on the way. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. Alright, I think we're done then for today. Um, thanks for Prosfair for coming on. Good luck against Excel. Cheers, thanks very much. <laughs> and good luck for the split. And, and yeah, thanks for coming on. Tom, thanks for coming on again but you have to be here now because you're the co-host so <laughs> not, don't even have a choice anymore so I have to thank you that much but, um, any any last words from anyone? Uh, thanks for having me on the show um, and it was good to be here no I'm fine cool thanks for it good, good to have you on and um, yeah for any listeners be sure to uh, well depending on when you're listening if you're listening on Spotify follow on there if you're on YouTube you can subscribe on there uh, and you can follow us on Twitter at 96, N-I-N-E-T-E-S-I-X. Uh, and that's it. Thanks for listening.